This is Sean. And this is Zach, and we're coming at you from the top rope. All right, and thank you, everybody, for joining us again for another week of the Top Rope Podcast. Had a lot of great things that's happened this past week in wrestling. Uh, So first, I just want to introduce our guest this week, which is my wife, Mary. Hey, guys. What's up? All right, so Mary is a very avid fan of wrestling, and we've been dying to get her on the show for a while, and she finally caved in, and uh, we're definitely very lucky and thankful to have her this week. So Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) So first thing we want to do is talk about probably one of the most exciting things that happened this week, and that was the debut of Adam Cole in NXT. So, Zach, why don't you take it away? Yeah, no problem. Before we get into the debut of Adam Cole, Bebe, uh, uh, we got to talk about NXT TakeOver as a show. How good was that show? I mean, honestly. It was good. You know, only five matches on that card, but every card or every uh, match was solid. Um Definitely at least three out of the five were, you know, show-stealing matches, and it definitely definitely put the main roster on notice, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was really impressive. I almost never watch NXT, and I was blown away every single match. I was excited. I was, um, you know, that crowd was really, really into it, weren't they? It was nuts. Yeah, no kidding. That's why they they did the extra year in Brooklyn. I mean, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if it was in Brooklyn forever. That crowd is <laughs> insane for NXT shows. Yeah, but yeah, I want it was crazy. Like I want to see that. I want to be part of that crowd. So they need to come to Florida. We just yeah. need to go to Brooklyn, man. Yeah, maybe yeah, not sure. sure. But um, overall, though, the show was really good. The highlight of the show for me was seeing Adam Cole debut um, and having. Uh, Bobby Fish and I'm sorry the other guy's name Kyle is O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. There you go. Um, having them back him up, it's it's a smart move, and it definitely was the best part of the show for me because I saw him. We saw him live when he was in Lakeland. Uh, we've been watching him on the indie scene for a while. So seeing him debut in NXT, he's immediately going to be a big player there, and and we saw that. Yeah, we kind of knew that he was coming, so we kind of like we sat on edge. Uh, you know, the edge yeah, of our Sean seats. called that one. Well, I mean, it was you just, called that one, Sean. It was inevitable, and you know the timing mm-hmm. was perfect. And you know, like I said, we were sitting on edge waiting for Adam Cole to to show up, which kind of took away from how awesome the show was because, like, you know, we're just waiting for Adam Cole. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but the show was fantastic. I mean, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with with Adam Cole because let's talk about the show itself a little bit. Um, the very first show, uh, Gargano versus Almas. What a way to kick off. You know this uh, SummerSlam weekend, uh, Almas ends up winning, which was against what I said. I thought Gargano was going to win because I thought they were giving him this huge push. But you know what? They both. It looks like they left everything out there in the ring. It was an incredible way to kick yeah, off the for weekend. Sure. I agree. I agree. It was a good way to pop the crowd for sure. That was a good match to start it off with. But like you said, there wasn't a bad match on the whole card. Yeah, exactly. So we saw. 
a couple of titles change hands, which was The Authors of Pain and Bobby Roode. A little surprising. I expected The Authors of Pain to lose. Um, and Bobby Roode, though, was a big shocker. But we saw that what happened with him going to uh, SmackDown Live. He had his glorious debut. And also another shakeup is uh, Asuka relinquishing her title, which is what uh, our buddy Dan from Undisputed Future called as well. So... Oh, no, 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 no. Your buddy Zach called that from uh, Top Rope Podcast. You yeah, both Zach did. Said that. You both did, I think. <laughs> no, I'm taking the credit for that. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> but yeah, it, so it was a crazy week. A lot of titles changed hands on both shows. Um, what do you think about Drew McIntyre winning the title, and how long do you see his run going in NXT? Oh, if I was booking it, it would go about one more until the next special, because Adam Cole wants, needs that belt ASAP. He deserves it, for sure. Oh, definitely. And, um, man, I just don't see... I didn't think it was Drew's time, so I'm, I'm happy that he won it. You know, great for him. But we need Adam We need Adam Cole to hold that title. He need him, and then Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley need to win the, the tag team tag titles. Tag team titles, they immediately. A, yep, and they need to run all of NXT. Like, yeah, for, so, forever. And then all... And I'll get called up very soon after. I don't see Adam. <laughs> I don't see Adam Cole staying there more than six to eight months. I honestly don't. Uh, it depends how much they need him. I didn't think Oscar was still going to be there. Bobby Roode was. How long was Bobby Roode there? A year? Maybe a year. Yeah, I mean, I, I apologize. I don't follow NXT too closely, but he was there probably right around a year. He he wasn't That's there. Cool. Yeah, he wasn't there when Shinsuke debuted. So he came a few months later. So I would say he's probably been there a year. Yeah, I agree. But um but yeah, so this this is exciting and this is a reason to start watching NXT again. So if if you fell off and weren't watching it, I mean Adam Cole is just someone you need to watch and I know that I'm going to be tuning in every week once he starts showing up on NXT uh taping. So mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it was just so exciting and like you guys were on the literally the edge of your seats until the moment after um, McIntyre won. And then it was like they were two inches away from the television just waiting for it to happen. It was so funny to watch. Well, there was, a, there was almost a like WWE almost gave us a fuck you moment because you know that like when they show the credits in the bottom left-hand corner that the show is over. That it's over. And then they popped up, and then there's no Adam Cole. And we're just freaking out. <laughs> and uh, we almost we thought we weren't getting it. But uh, one thing I wish that they would have done is um, when Adam Cole does his signature Adam Cole baby thing, they didn't, they didn't save it for on air. They recorded it, but then they aired it the next day, which is kind of sucks because the crowd at NXT got to see it. But we, as uh, the, the WWE community, we didn't get to see it until the next day, which, yeah, which kind of sucked. Everybody was waiting for it, I feel like. Like, I was certainly waiting for it. I knew you guys were waiting for it. And it just never came, and it was kind of a letdown. Um, that would have just been the icing on top. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but- it would have been smart. It would have been smart to do it that way, because then everyone plays off of what happens at TakeOver. So right. everyone says, oh... That's his catchphrase. Let's jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, but they, they kind of missed that shirts, opportunity. How many shirts they would have sold that night just from people um, searching Adam Cole, baby? Like, that would have been insane. Well, I can't believe they missed that opportunity. Well, Adam Cole currently has no merch in WWE. 
which yeah, is yeah. Well, I guess maybe that's true, but huge name. That's another thing that they yeah. miss out on. A huge name. He's well known. Okay, this fans have been waiting in anticipation for months for Adam Cole to come, and you don't release merch the night that he debuts. Like you did that for AJ Styles when he came. Like, now I don't want to compare the two because I mean. AJ's on another level, but Adam Cole is a big, big name, and you should have released merch the night that he debuted. For sure, and honestly, I don't know how this all works in the merchandise game. I would have them use his same shirt he had in the indies. I don't know if you remember that shirt. It was like a, it was his face to the side. It had like the palm trees of of Florida behind him. It looks awesome, Mm. and I, I want that shirt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like like you said, I don't know how that goes and, and how the indie merch goes, um, if they would have had to pay like a licensing fee or something. But just get something out there. But they had enough time to... They should have known. Yeah, to, to make merch for him. So, like... And how many, Sean, you had looked up, how many Twitter followers did he gain within that like 10 minute span it, within like 10 minutes he gained a few thousand but overnight he gained like 10 to 15,000 followers which which is a lot because that's they, huge yeah he had about 120 a thousand followers when he before he debuted i think the next night he had about 135,000 i'm not sure where it's at right now but um but you're going to see that continue to go uh, increase and that number is going to snowball because you're just going to be seeing a lot of Adam Cole lately yeah, he's so. going to be huge. He's going to be the face, well, the, the heel, hopefully, of NXT. Absolutely. Um, that's ex- And that's before, exactly... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, before we wrap up NX, the NXT TakeOver, can we talk about my girl Nikki Cross being put through a table uh, during the Authors of Pain versus Sanity match? That was Yeah, she's crazy. a savage. She is a savage. Crazy. I thought she, she died. So, oh my gosh, it was amazing. No one should be underneath one of those giant men, especially. <laughs> she she took a sandwich. Not going through a table. It was insane. A sandwich through a table, and she is alive. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Not yeah. only that, but she sold it too. It was. I mean, she took like. I mean, she's she's she was probably one of my favorite things about the whole night. Well, she sold it so easily because she probably thought she almost she died. Knocked out. <laughs> well, she's like, "This is it. This is the end." <laughs> let's just sell it right but yeah nxt as a whole was great what a great start to the weekend and you know what it, it was kind of the highlight of the weekend too because yeah summer summer was a bit of a shit show awful so we're gonna we're gonna just blow through some of these because they're just so bad and we don't, don't want to talk about them for so long but like i want to start out with uh the the hardy's and Jason Jordan versus the Miz and uh, the Misraj, who which was not a shit show at all. It was an okay match. Okay, I liked it. It was okay, but they were they kicked off SummerSlam at like five thirty when there was like two hundred people in the arena. What a slap in the face to the Hardys and the Miz that is. Yeah, and I think you actually see on Raw some of that frustration. That that Miz promo was real. Yeah. It was. Man, that Miz promo was incredible that next night. He continues to be, and I know we, we've had a, a post on our website about it, which if you haven't read it, you should go read it. But he continues to be one of the best people on the mic. He is cutting promos, whether it's against Dean, whether it's against whoever, but he's cutting some of the best promos that are coming out right now. 
Oh, show. And his most recent one was against the WWE in general, and it was just in general. It was fire. Pipe bomb. Yeah. It was it was the best promo I've seen since CM Punk's pipe bomb. I will throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was better than his promo on Talking Smack when he called out Daniel Bryan? Though, sure do. Okay, it it, it rivaled it for sure. Yeah. Man, it's hard for me to say that because I mean it certainly rivaled it. I don't know if it's better because that one that that promo single handedly made me like the like the Miz, and this one is making me continue to like the Miz. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but you know what a disservice to to the Hardys and to the Miz. You know, uh, three people who are more than deserving of being on the main card and maybe even headlining the show depending on what you know situation you put them in and it's just crazy because like 200 people they perform in 200 in front of 200 people and they perform in front of more people than that at a freaking house show like come on oh, man for sure. ah. it was disappointing i mean i think it's definitely time now to talk about the match of the night which was also on the pre-show yeah and that was the Usos versus the New Day, and that I think we can all agree that match was so good. So good. The, these two, these two tag teams have been just battling these last couple months, and they've been putting on some of the best performances from tag teams, or in just in general that we've seen in a while. And which I didn't expect because I'm not a huge fan of the Usos, and you know, but they they their in ring work is great, and. It yeah, just... but that that shows you like how how much booking is important because when Usos were battling, you know, in their whenever they were coming up, while we were kind of lacking New Day for a while, they were going nowhere, and we were kind of bored with them, and it was a little bit of a joke. But like, you put them against somebody that can like cut a good promo against them, and it just woke them up, and it it makes them more interesting. It certainly does. So, what do you? How do you feel about that? Uh, that Zach. Um, I feel like this is going to be a very bold statement, but the New Day is definitely the best tag team in WWE, minus the Hardys. But I feel like the Hardys have been very handcuffed lately, and they're starting to grow stale a little bit, and I was concerned about that. We've talked about this on a couple podcasts ago. Um, I definitely think the New Day and the Usos, they just, man, they fight well together, just like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like They they will always have a good match, right? Yeah, and which is why this this rivalry can go on for a while because no matter what happens on the promos, you know, the in-ring work should be enough to keep your attention because when it comes down to it, the real wrestling fans are going to be there for the wrestling first and foremost, I feel. That's what I'm there for. And they've been putting on just incredible performances and then another disservice putting them on the on the pre-show. Now, they did close out the pre-show, so majority of the fans are in the arena. But still, this is a title that is not on the main card yet. You put a title and, that switched hands, exactly yeah. on the pre-show, right? And and but then you have Enzo versus the Big Show on the main card. What uh, is it was going Big on? Big Cast versus the Big Show, sir. Get your facts right. Well, I mean, <laughs> Enzo was in there too. He was in a sort cage. Of. He they made him lube up. It was really weird. It was weird. Yeah. Like who just has lube in their pants like that? Enzo. Enzo, Enzo. Moray, that's who. Yeah. Uh, Guidos, I guess. 
Um, yeah. So I mean, but they were—they're the hometown guys, and you can—you can only imagine what was going through Creative's head. Like, oh yeah, you know, these guys have such a huge following here, and they were NXT people, and Bro- NXT Brooklyn was just there, and you know, I, I can see why they would put them on the main card, but yeah, I totally but agree that they I, should like that there were yeah. way better people more deserving of well, of a more highlighted match well i think their little experiment failed because no one seemed like they gave a shit nobody cared but nobody you know what cared. this was a send-off for enzo um because he debuts on 205 live this week so i don't know if that was planned or was or if it was because of the injury so they couldn't continue that feud but it was more or less a send-off for enzo because enzo is struggling on the main roster and they they nope. think that Putting him at 205 Live is going to, you know, jumpstart, you know, what's going on in the cruiserweights. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to pay off. We saw him beat Neville um, in his debut. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out because if if there's one thing 205 Live has going for itself is wrestlers who are really technically good. Right. And that is not Enzo Moray. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said that. I was thinking that the other day, like, He's going to 205 Live, and you talk about he's going to be exposed if he goes against some of these guys. Yeah, oh, definitely. Exactly. And to think they may put the title on him? Come on, man. No, there's no way that they can make that work. They could. I mean, there's no way. He sells. He sells yeah. merch. The let's only way be he's going to win. The only way he's going to win a title is if he like trips and falls into it somehow. He could though. Let's That's be honest. Reality. I, I know you don't like Neville, Sean, but in ring wise, he's probably one of the top twenty in the world. Oh yeah. If he goes yeah, if he goes in sure. any type of long match with Enzo, Enzo is gonna look like a fucking amateur. Yeah. He is. I I understand like, that, but lower than jobber level. But from a financial sure. standpoint, you know, it makes sense to put the title on Enzo because he sells merch. And is Neville selling merch right now? Not a whole lot, probably. But is Enzo? Yeah. You know, whether we like him or not, which we don't, the majority of the WWE universe still likes him, and he still gets one of the biggest pops. They're still chanting along to him when he talks. And are they, though? Because that, that, in Brooklyn, they didn't have, he didn't really get much of a pop. He'll be he gone in two years. Yeah. Two years. He didn't get gone. much of it. And I, I wanted, I was the last of us, the the three of us. We talk about this every week. I was the last holdout for Enzo. And this past week, that was it for me. I was done. I was cashed out of that, of caring about his character, wanting to sing along with his, or chant along with his, his intro. It was just, it's like, who are you? Why are you here? Exactly. You're funny sometimes. He. He's irrelevant we'll without cast now. That's the problem. So, like, he's a guy who's supposed to be, a, like, a manager, like a, a lifer for, as a manager, and then you take him away from the guy he's supposed to manage. Now that guy's injured, yeah. probably out for nine months. Like, what are you, you going to do with him? Um, but then, did you see that? He talked shit on Twitter about his injury. Like, yes, kayfabe is real, but if a wrestler actually gets injured, don't – what are you doing, yeah, Enzo? You're just a fucking really moron. injured. Yeah, I was yeah. talking about when he was playing football, he got hurt and he got back up. Who gives a fuck? Have fun on 205 Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His career is probably over with WWE at least. We'll see him on uh, Global Force Wrestling here in probably nine months. <laughs> For sure. So let's get back to SummerSlam here after we went off on our, our Enzo rant. Um, 
I don't want to talk so much about each individual match, but let's talk about like the ex- how many titles exchanged hands. There was four, five titles that changed hands uh, on the summer on SummerSlam alone, and th- two of them were super mediocre. Like both women's titles, Sasha versus Alexa and Natalia versus Naomi, they were just like they were just boring. I don't agree with that at all. You don't? I think I think Sasha and Alexa had a decent match. I think the Natalia match was boring. I agree with that. But Sasha and Alexa had a decent match. I, I really believe that. I don't, man. Like they made Alexa look weak. And they made they made Sasha come out super strong and it's like I don't know how you can do that after knowing Sasha is so damn injury prone. I don't, I don't I'm not it. It, I'm cool with it. I know. There's be somebody for Alexa to battle. Exactly. Until Oscar uh, shows up. I know. Oh yeah, when Oscar shows up on Raw, it's fucking game over for everybody. <laughs> yep, she remained undefeated. Um, I guess we'll just talk about her a little bit. We know she relinquished her title on uh, NXT. Uh, she it's not officially going to be relinquished until that taping airs, which is in like three weeks. But um, she's got a broken collarbone, so she's going to be recovering a little bit. Uh, People think she's going to debut on Raw at TLC. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but it's more likely than not that she's going to go to Raw after all the debuts that we saw on NXT re- or uh, on SmackDown recently. So, yep, I agree. But anyway, back uh, back on this, man. I don't want to talk about the the Rusev and and Randy Orton match because that was literally oh like no twenty one seconds. Need to, we need to talk about it. Do you want to talk about the match or you want to talk about afterwards? No, I want to talk about afterwards. Like, Exactly. This is so wrong to do to Rusev. I mean, I think we all agree here. Rusev is a great talent. He's a great heel. And he just keeps getting buried. He used to be undefeated going into that WrestleMania with Cena. And now he just loses all the time. All the time. They're jobbing Rusev out. It's a shame. I love Rusev. He's probably one of my favorite right now. and You like uh, him just because of Lana? No, not even that. But like, okay, so maybe I like him because of his, because of how he actually comes across on Total Divas. But I think he's an awesome guy. He genuinely seems like a funny, hilarious character. Right. Make, the, like, make him like, I mean, I just feel like the whole bulgarian brute thing like okay maybe that's not getting over try something different with him but he's so talented and he's actually really funny and entertaining yeah you could go any which way with him and he'd be great the and problem, i just don't get why the tell, problem is tell me why they can't book him like braun why yeah i don't get he that is, he could be he the broad a of physical freak he is a freak of nature when it comes to athletics the problem Ooh. is is we've got at least three people on WWE's roster whose whole gimmick is I'm from another country so I'm a bad guy you've got Rusev, Jinder and Kevin Owens and it's like it's so oversaturated with that type of character people already don't want to see it from Jinder the only one who it's working for is Kevin Owens ride that wave, give Rusev something different to do, he doesn't need to be the Bulgarian brute for his whole career, and if he is let him be the fucking Bulgarian brute and run through the roster, I don't get it yep ah, anyway I, so speaking, where, where do you want to 
Spe- I love Ruru. I want I want all the best things for him. Speaking of shit shows, how bad was the Finn Balor Bray Wyatt match? It was it was pretty bad. Really yeah. bad. Which is a disservice to, to Finn. Finn because And you, the fans. Yeah, and the demon. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. The match was so bad that Finn didn't lose any paint. <laughs> that's a that's a really I good I didn't point. even really notice that. Swear. Like he wasn't working hard enough to sweat any of the paint off. Unless there's just some superhuman paint that they just came up with. I don't know what's going on. But he didn't work hard enough to where he lost any paint. He didn't take any bumps to where he lost any paint. And you, they didn't give this, this feud enough time to build. They teased it back after WrestleMania. And then it got kicked to the curb for four months. And now we get it out of nowhere three weeks before SummerSlam. And it's just, it's awful. And it's a disservice. You know what's sad? I, I, I really wish Finn would go to NXT just so he could feud with Adam Cole because I know it would be a great feud that would actually be worth watching because since Finn has been at the main roster, the only good feud I can really think of that he's had was probably Seth when he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and that lasted for, what, like two weeks because yeah. he got injured? I mean, it's it's a shame because Finn is way better than that. What, and, I, don't, uh, better than that. what I don't like with WWE is is how you, you a top guy gets injured, especially the, the person who is the universal champion, gets injured, and then they come back, and then they just, they just throw him to the curb. Like, he came back, and he was wrestling, like, Elias, and he was wrestling Aiden English and Jinder Mahal when he was still a jobber. Like... We know who Finn Balor is. He's your he's one of your top guys and you're just jobbing him out to people. Like when Seth came back from injury, right? They had him come back, ped, he pedigrees Roman, and then him and Dean are feuding a little bit. He wins the title for a second and then loses it to Roman and then he's no longer in the picture. Like these are your top guys and you're just like feeding them to the wolves. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I would say the highlight of SummerSlam, based off, you know, come segueing a little bit off what you said, was probably Dean and Seth winning the tag titles, in my opinion. It was a shocker, for sure. Um, I'm happy for him. We got our, we all got our little Shield reunion, you know, uh, that that we wanted, and uh, I, I'm happy for them, and, and uh, hopefully they hold the titles for a while, and... Maybe we see a full-on shield reunion. I don't know where they're going with that, but what do you think, Mary? I, I, along with every other female wrestling fan in America, would love a shield reunion. That's for sure. But um, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I do like the idea of these two coming in and like shaking things up in the tag division because it was getting a little stale there for a bit. Um, that I think. I, I really want to kind of see them and the Hardys have like a friendly, yeah, let's face each other a couple times, but then something happened where they're, they're actually feuding with each other and things get dark. Like, cause I feel like that could be amazing with some like crazy hardcore matches going on between those two teams. I, I think, um, I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, what they're teasing because we saw the Hardys come out and they challenged uh, them to like a, a friendly match um, on raw Hardys lose. What's probably going to happen is you're going to see team extreme versus uh, two thirds of the shield in uh, a hardcore TLC match. 
yep, and it's going to steal the show. Yeah, and it's going to be, be into that. It's going to be hopefully as good as when the Hardys fought the Young Bucks here in Lakeland. Um, I know it's very hard to do, but if anybody can do it, it's the Hardys, and they have a great tag team to do it with, too. Dean is a psycho, so he loves that kind of crap. I don't know how far Seth is willing to go, but we'll see. But I think that is something to look forward to is, is they're feuding at TLC for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, is it time to talk about the champion matches, championship matches? Well, do the, you want to talk about Shinsuke? Well, we want to talk about the U.S. title match first, for sure. I mean, it was the same thing we've seen for the last three times they fought. So, if you want, <laughs> was it a show stealer though? What, we no, we, it was terrible, just like the other ones. It was like they were handcuffed <laughs> and couldn't do what they needed to do. That's the, how I feel. This is the one that everybody should have, that we all were waiting for, and it wasn't the match that we should have gotten. The match that everybody should have gotten was their match at Madison Square Garden. That, yep, never got that it. was a house show where AJ won the title originally. And this, I mean, it wasn't like bad, but it was, it was just okay. And which is not something that I ever want to mouth when talking <laughs> about AJ or Kevin, or AJ and Kevin in the same match. So Yeah, neither of those guys are okay match guys. Especially together. Like Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. But yeah, let's get into the the two major matches, and that was... First one is Jinder Mahal uh, versus Shinsuke Nakamura. We all thought this for sure... Match, this match was Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton all over again. We all thought Shinsuke was walking out with that belt. Every single one of us thought that, right? What? Yeah, and what a fucking swerve we got! Like, oh my yeah. god! And the match itself wasn't good, like at all. No, it wasn't. The, it's it's because the people that the Shinsuke has been feuding with lately, they let's be honest, they can't hang with Shinsuke, and it's hard for Shinsuke to tone to, it down. To tone it down for one, and he's not able to carry these other people because they're just not up to his level can i um can i say some criticism on shinsuke without you losing your mind yeah go ahead (laughs) okay shinsuke is great no one is disputing that but you even just said he can't carry these guys so people i'm going to give the perfect example people shit on john cena all the time for being a bad wrestler but he can carry these guys so that's the difference for me is Shinsuke, to be great, has to have other people in the ring that are equally or slightly less great than he is. I'm sorry, was was John and Baron Corbin's match great? Was John and Jinder's match great? Uh, John, when he fought Jinder, it was the best match Jinder had as champ, absolutely. Yeah, but look look at his other matches. Look at his other matches, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, Randy's always going to steal the show. Yeah. Steal something. I mean, I personally, I love, I I love Shinsuke, (laughs) and he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. But he does not know how to put. To me, it's hard to say because I really like Shinsuke, and I don't want to say what I'm about to say. He knows how to work with other people, but he doesn't know how to elevate other people to his level because he's so much higher than everyone else. But to me. That makes AJ and Cena look even greater than I already think they are. I understand where you're coming from, you know. And they they've got that whole thing going on, like with Kenny Omega, where he can pretty much 
literally use a blow up doll and make it look good. Exactly. That's the, I wanted to get to that. Like I wanted to end up coming back to Kenny Omega, but it just wasn't fair to kick Sean while he was down. No, it's, it's okay. You know, I've been I've been hurt before. <laughs> I mean, it, so. it can't hurt worse than watching Shinsuke lose to gender. That was painful. Oh, that was it, awful. And happened. the match just I think sucked. We all just I wish the match was good. But you know, but you know what? We got some sort of like. Uh, redemption on SmackDown when when uh, Jinder confronted well so Shinsuke versus the Singh brothers and Shinsuke took both of them out uh, each with a Kinshasa and then got one of them into a submission won the match and then Jinder attacked Shinsuke and Shinsuke hit him with a Kinshasa so I th- we saw redemption a little bit and we saw probably what is happening in the near future um, and ultimately Shinsuke is probably going to take the title off of Jinder um, Oh, he has to. He's the most over guy in wrestling in, in all yeah. of the world. Like in terms of pop and things like that, he's the most over guy, no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. What ha- you know what? I don't think WWE did their uh, India tour yet, which is probably why Jinder has it. I was reading that the original call for this was Shinsuke is going to win the title, Baron's going to come in and cash in uh, and win the title. Well, Baron's had all the backstage heat. Let me tell you this, Zach, and I don't know if you've read this or you've heard this, but they're putting Corbin through so much shit because of like his antics on like on Twitter and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that, yeah. Yeah, but they're putting him through so much shit that like this past week when he was a special guest referee, they they made him take the shirt off and give it to Shane just so the fans can see how, how poor his physique is. Yeah, I know. I like, I, I got this. Like that—that's just—it's shitty. It's shitty to do, but he's a shitty person, so I don't care. With a shitty body, uh, just throwing that out there. But so those plans were scrapped. <laughs> his dad bod. Yeah, got. He has like a professional dad bod. Um, so those plans were scrapped, and last minute, it's like, okay, well, Shinsuke's just gonna lose because, you know, we just had to do this last minute, whatever. Um, Shinsuke is gonna take the title off from soon once they do their tour of India. You know, Shinsuke's going to take the title. Ginger's going to get out of the picture, and we'll get a brand new feud. But super disappointed in Ginger's run, as we should be because he's Ginger Mahal. But super disappointing that some of it has to be with Shinsuke because the matches just have not been good. And it's hard for me to admit that, but it is what it is, man. Yep, last match of the night. Probably one of the better matches of the night. Super excited. I was very invested in this match. How did you feel about uh, the Fatal 4-Way to end it off? Oh, my. They they made Braun look like more of a monster than they've ever looked. <laughs> than he's ever looked. Oh, for sure. For sure. He single-handedly destroyed three people for the first 20 minutes. Three huge people. Right. Huge guys. And, and freaking Brock Lesnar. Like, I, it was amazing. Oh, he made Brock I, look like a bitch. Yeah. I honestly didn't, like, going into this match, I didn't really care, honestly. Like, I was so over it. I wanted Braun to win. I knew Brock would win. Like, you picked I, Brock. That was my vote. I chose Brock, but I wanted to see Braun win just because I, I feel like it's his time. He's there now. Um, but I didn't go into it really caring honestly but ha- like as soon as it started it was like zero to a hundred real quick you know what i mean and it was like people were i legitimately had fear that somebody might actually get hurt yeah and we thought brock did get hurt because he got yeah power slammed through 
two tables and then got a third <laughs> table thrown on top tables. of them. Yeah, it was nuts. I thought Brian yeah, was only Damon looked a little concerned yeah. there for a second. It was, it was insane. It was good. They made Braun look crazy good. But then Brock comes back. Braun definitely took the least amount of damage in the match, but still Brock ended up winning. So it is what it is with the finish. Um, I understand right. it, but I would have wanted to see Braun go over. Yeah, I think we're yeah, we're probably sure. we're probably gonna get Braun to go over uh, at the next pay per view. So it's already been confirmed that Braun is gonna be facing Brock for the title at No Mercy. This is a great feud to carry on for a couple months. Um, we don't know if Brock is actually gonna go to the UFC because he's got. You know, that six-month ban, that thing with John Jones is going on, so that fight's probably not going to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brock carries this title for a few more months or at very least loses the title and still feuds for the title for a few more months. But we're getting that title uh, match that we want at No Mercy, which is a couple weeks away. I'm super excited for, for that match. I think it's going to be it's going to be a battle for sure. It's Agreed. literally going to tear that building down. I feel like Braun is going to rip apart the ring and beat Brock with it. <laughs> He'll just lift the entire ring and throw it at him. Yeah, he if, might lift up Paul Heyman and throw pa Paul Heyman at him. If he doesn't, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> Can someone make a shirt of that, please? I would, I would <laughs> For <buy> sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, SummerSlam was kind of a shit show um, for, for the most part. It was... It was really sloppy. Like, I don't get one of the things that I don't like about not having everybody like having the two shows come together for that is it, they're so it's so disjointed and it just seems like it's all like just thrown together. Well, it kind of was a lot of the matches were made in the last couple of weeks and none yeah. of the, the feuds just weren't built up. I mean, you threw the Hardys and Jason Jordan together the very last second against the Miztourage and then you threw Finn and Brady together in the last couple of weeks and then randomly mm -hmm. threw Dean and Seth back together. I mean, a lot of this card was built with no buildup and, mm -hmm. you know, there's no promo packages for these kind of things. Uh, so it's hard to get invested in those kind of matches because there's just nothing to be invested in. So agreed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agreed. But, you know, we got another what? eight months until WrestleMania. So I'm hoping that's another eight months of at least some decent wrestling. We have some good matches to look forward to. Uh, no Mercy's coming up, and then we got Hell in a Cell, which is going to be a SmackDown exclusive this year. That's Let's talk about that for a second. So the feud that they're building right now between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, are we getting Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens inside Hell in a Cell, or is it just going to be a regular match? Yeah, probably inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if Shane is going to be fighting, he's got to have something to jump off of, so... Yeah, he's going to jump it off. It wouldn't be... All four quarters. Wouldn't be a it. Shane match. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so, I mean, that's our, our recap. Um, so, uh, we got a couple great things coming up. That, that giveaways come up really soon. We're just trying to get everything, um, you know, put together for that. Uh, we got some great awesome interviews coming up very soon a very special one next week i'm not going to spoil it until uh until it actually airs so be on the lookout for that in the meantime 
I want to thank our guest, Mary, for joining. It was really great having her on. Hopefully, we'll have her some more in the future. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and, um, oh, God, Instagram <laughs> at Top Rope Pod with two Ds and uh, Facebook.com, search from the Top Rope. And then you can also check us out on our website at TopRopePod.com. And uh, signing off from the Top Rope. Too sweet, me brothers. <laughs>